Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Ephesians 3, but before we get there, let's open with prayer. Father, I come before you, lifting up your your word and just asking that you would guide us, that Holy Spirit, you would be the one who shows us what the word means and how to apply it to our lives. I pray you'd open our hearts and our minds and our spirits and that they'd be receptive to your word. And anything that I have to add, I just pray you'd remove it. I just pray, Lord, for you to guide us, instill in us your message. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I've been watching recently, well, actually just the last two days, The Chosen. And if you haven't watched it, and you've been following along with me on this journey, I would highly recommend it. And it's free. And you can you can watch it on their app. They have, it's just The Chosen app. And you can then either cast it to your TV or just watch it on whatever device. Totally worth it. Incredible. Brings the message to life. And I, like I said, I'm through, I'm through the first season and I watched the first season in basically a day and a half and into the second season. And it just, it's, it touches your heart a lot. So anyways, that's my commercial. And I, would just, you know, it touched me a lot. So with that, let's just go ahead and get into the, the reading. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In, re- in reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it is, has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise of Christ Jesus. So what he's saying here, and it always, you know, touches me and and I always get into the evidence that the Gentiles were planned for from the beginning. And what he's really saying is previous generations, God didn't show them that the Gentiles were equal heirs to his kingdom, but it's been shown to Paul and that it was shown and all of the mysteries and the hidden messages and from the Bible and the prophets were made known to him and began to be op- their eyes were opened so that they could actually understand it and preach to us. Verse 7, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. 
His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through him, in, in, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. So again, we can now approach God through Christ, just as the Jews do, just as anyone does. We have full confidence to approach God with freedom and confidence. Verse 14, For this reason I kneel before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So he basically put together and he described a cube, which is completely full, high, deep, wide, and long. So we're filled completely with his love and his fullness. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work with us, within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So what we what we see here, and it continu- it's a continuation throughout other readings, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. God is not giving us partial grace. He is not giving us partial salvation. He is not giving us just barely enough to cover our sins. He gives us complete fullness. We are filled completely. We are totally full with him. We saw earlier in previous verses and chapters and books where God gave luxuriously, where we're challenged that to, um, in Malachi, where we are challenged to tithe and see how God outgives us. We can never outgive God. And that's really one of the most important elements here. With his grace, we then have faith. With our faith, we have our ability to communicate with him through Christ. And his fullness of grace will just continue to fill us. So if we look at what A.W. Tozer has to say regarding um, Ephesians 3.10, where it says, His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. He says, In redemption, Christ was crucified. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. That's from 1 Corinthians 1.24 and chapter 2, verse 7. In salvation, God requires us to repent and believe. This is done by the wise counsel of God. For since in, since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, 
God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those that believed. And in the consummation, we also see God's wisdom. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Ephesians 3.10 So, in all of this, the all-wise wisdom of God is being revealed. So, the crux of your life lies right there. It doesn't matter whether you know this little wisp of systemic theology or not. That isn't the point. The point is that it's either got to be God's wisdom or yours. It's either God's way or yours. All that you and I have lived for, hoped for, and dreamed over in our heart of hearts, life, safety, happiness, heaven, immortality, the presence of God, hinges on whether you're going to accept the ultimate wisdom of the triune God as revealed in the scriptures and in his providential working in mankind? Or are you going to go your own way? So that really is the bottom line, right? Do you believe in God? Do you submit to him? I mean, the devil believes in God. Satan believes in him. The demons do. It's whether you're going to submit to him and go his way or your way. That you'll have fullness that you'll have this abundance, or you'll have whatever you can figure out. That's what it all comes down to at the end of the day. So with that, I'm going to go and close this with prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you've done. I pray that today as we go about our day, that we'd bring you honor and glory, that we would remember your words, and we'd practice them. That we wouldn't just merely hear them now and forget them in a minute or two after closing this. I just pray, Lord, that we would be your representatives and would bring you honor and glory. May we truly show others how much you love them by our actions. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.